All right, we are here again. It's happening. The You Stole It All Give It Back podcast. I am Fifi Potterson. This is... This is Nick. This is Nick. I'm a single parent for a week. Yeah. Great. Oh, really? Yeah, she went to Italy. Oh. The woman went to Italy and left right. me with the baby. Uh, yeah. I mean... Uh, I'm going to vape on so, Saturday. So you think- I decided. I'm, I'm going to try to vape. I mean, I don't know why you would put that on here. Why would you say that? They don't know what I'm vaping. And who's they? Nobody's uh, listening. Who, 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 who am I kidding? Nobody's listening to this. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, well, I guess you're you're just admitting to yourself later when you when you edit it. So it's really a reminder that what that I will do that on Saturday. Yeah. 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 And also, the big question is, will you start editing this before Saturday? So, who knows? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's a shock because I didn't, I haven't even done Annika from last week, have I? I gotta, I gotta. I mean, it's not a shot. I just, okay. it was, it was like sitting right there. You put the ball on the tee, and I was just like, hey, I guess All I'll right. have to, I guess I'll have to hit this thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can't really judge anyone else for procrastination. All right, that's enough right. of the group therapy. We are here to talk about. Oh, oh, actually, sorry, because there have been a lot of uh, a lot of terrible white man behavior recently. So, of course, we have the last poets here to sum up atrocious white that man activity. behavior. Atrocious. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's really been on full display. So, um, so we got to have the last poets to break it down. Why is this happening, last poets? <laughs> That is right. I like how you set him up right there for, for that. I mean, you, you should do that every episode. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think that's going to be a problem. Yeah, every 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 time, like, the, there's some stuff. What, what, but last poets, how do we solve? What, what, what's the real issue? And then they come in and they tell us that. I like that. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been really bad this week. The only thing that has comforted me for these last couple weeks has been... The album that uh, that we're going to talk about today, Willy Bobo, Uno, Dos, Tres. Uh, so yeah, this is a uh, Latin jazz funk record from the early uh, 70s. Mm-hmm. And um, what, yeah. what do you think it's more? I, uh, you think it's more af- uh, Latin or more jazz? I would say I would say more jazz. I think the Latin is definitely like an influence on it, and obviously, it, you know, the instruments and everything. But like structurally, the length of the songs, the way the songs are structured, are very much uh, I would say jazz. So, so this uh, this album, you think it goes to certain places? Like, because to me, jazz albums, jazz songs in general, they go so many different directions. It's hard to kind of keep. Uh, keep up it's almost like a classical piece like you don't know exactly where it's going every time there's nothing set so you you that's how you put this album Willie Bobo is it, it, it has well, the yeah, Latin would, instruments it has the Latin uh uh I guess um feeling I mean, but it's yeah it's, it's got put together Latin like flavor. jazz yeah I would say structurally it's jazz it's this sort of like early on in the song you get the basic uh rhythm and melodic um structure of what they're doing and then the rest of the song is just like 
their sort of variations on those themes. What about the fact that a lot of these songs are re, uh, uh, covers of non-jazz songs? Like there's a Beatles song, there's a Tom Jones song, which I just started cracking up when I heard it. The the what, what, what is it? Um, there's it's, it's something. Re- is that that's Rescue Me? Um, is, which isn't it the then 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 the it's not something beautiful to be loved by isn't that Tom Jones? Yeah, but that's that's on here. It's not unusual. It's on here. I think so. No, it's not. Am I wrong? No, it's not. No, it's. I mean, I can hear what you're. I can. I can hear what you're thinking. It I mean, it's like similar. That, um, yeah, it's similar. But yeah, it's not. It's okay, not the same. Okay, all right, thing. my bad. But it's close. I mean, I think. I think you mean rescue me, which is yeah, it's like close. Okay. But I mean, I think on here, it's a. It's a pretty awesome version of rescue me. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I like, um, but, but, okay, so back to the question, though, like, uh, do you think that even though they're remaking non-jazz songs, do you think they're putting a jazz twist on it? Uh, yeah, because, I mean, it's just sort of like, you know, it's like that thing that jazz people do where it's like, I'm, I'm so amazing musically that, you know, <laughs> I can sort of, like, flip this in an academic way, uh, you know. It's like that, you know, jazz thing of like, yeah, we know music more than you, kind of a thing. Yeah, it's. I think that made I sense. Th- I, no, it's right. Like we can say that they're flossing. This is the hip hop term. They are flossing their musical talents uh, by just taking kind of a pop type song and and making it jazz with a Latin twist, you know. Yeah, like it's like it definitely has that jazz thing of like of like yeah we could just crank this out all day. It's it doesn't sound like they really like. I mean, I'm sure they worked hard on it, but it also sounds like you know they cut like you know 50 songs that day, and this is like 12 of the. 50. Yeah. Yep. And they could have been just like like doing the whole Beatles Rubber Soul, just doing remakes of that, and just picked out whichever ones they felt like. You know, like it didn't yeah. even matter. Like they, they're just having fun in there. They're so good at doing whatever the hell they want to do. It's, 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 it is pretty amazing to listen to it. So, so what, yeah. what do you, what do you think about the, um, the Latin aspects of it? Um, I mean, I think, I mean, I really like it. It's like, you know, I'm not super into Latin music. I have like one Celia Cruz record. Okay. Um, you know, a few things here and there. Um, I realized actually listening to this because there's like a little bit of singing, but not too much that, um, you know, my, the people that, you know, fornicated to have me, they both came from a Latin country (laughs) and, um, I never learned Spanish. You don't want to say which... Latin, like you don't want to say what you are specifically, right? No, because I just, I just think then that gets into the whole, like, I, I know how, I, I know my people and they're all like, you know, which country you're from and the stereotypes of which country and the in-battling. It's just, I'm not, I'm not feeding into that with my, with our three listeners. Fuck that. So, uh, but I don't, yeah, I don't like, I, I realize listening to this because it doesn't have that much singing in Spanish. That I actually like that just because. I don't. I think that when I listen to to Spanish music, I get I get anxiety just from not having learned Spanish, so that doesn't come up for me in this album, which I appreciate. 
Yeah, I mean, I I like um, the Carlos Santana um, remake that they did the first song on the on the album, and they like they have that one part, but it's in English, so like it sounds good, like and and it's real familiar. Like I love that. What's, Santana. hold on? What what song is it? What song is a Carlos Santana song? What's the first Uno dos Trace song? The first song on the first side is uh, Boogaloo in Room 802, which, by the way, very good song title. No. Oh, shit. Oh, you know what happened? Okay. What happened? I, I, I did listen to this album, but I, I okay. it's it's Spanish Greece plus Uno Dos Tres. I just realized. So Spanish Greece is the Santana one. That's why I thought it's not unusual <laughs> was on this album. Because oh. I'm listening to oh. both of them, Spanish Greece and Uno Dos Tres. I apologize to our three listeners. Oh, okay. I, I did too, oh. much, too much work on this. All right. Um, oh, all right. Spanish yeah, I should have picked up too. on that. Spanish Greece is a good album, too. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I never got that on vinyl. I just got Uno Dos Tres. Oh, and okay. plus, Uno Dos, Uno Dos Tres has... Um, oh, yeah, but, but hold on. So before... So I said my piece about, uh, you know, the Spanish on this album. You were you were mentioning to me with Latin music, you have a situation at your, uh, at your gym where you train people to beat the hell out of each other because you're, right. you're pro-violence. Right. So, so I, I work at a boxing gym. I did. I haven't. I haven't uh, since the baby. I haven't. I haven't really had the time. But um, yeah. uh, the okay. So at our one of our old gyms, at two of our old gyms, actually, like there was no set like music that was being played. It was was whoever gets to the speakers first can plug in their iPod or their phone or whatever and and play whatever they like. So um, you know, we uh, we never really like the this is the thing like a lot of people want to play rap you go to a boxing gym oh yeah, yeah rap like it makes sense to in a lot of people's head like this gets them going the problem with rap and boxing is that it's basically one beat and so then you start fighting in that rhythm and then when you end up getting into an actual competition it's easy to pick apart your your timing because it's this everyone's doing the same rap thing that they it's the same back and forth back and forth one two three it's easy it's easy to figure out a rap uh, rhythm okay yeah so my coach seems to be the only one who gets that uh, concept so he doesn't like playing rap and it's also because of the language um, that's just his thing he doesn't like that and yeah so his thing is he likes reggae. And he likes uh, Spanish music. And reggae oh. sometimes is too slow. He likes Bob Marley. Like, you can't real. It's, it's hard to get into, you know, into a real, like, um, I don't know, a, a competitive mindset with, like, you know, uh, Could You Be Loved playing in the background. You know, so well. I mean, I was thinking more like because like, could you be loved? Is actually has like a little rhythm to it. I was thinking more in terms of like one love, something yeah, like that. Get, yeah, that's right, pretty, right. 
but that's just pretty in general, slow. In general, right, right. Could you be loved? Is is kind of fast. It's um, but like yeah, for the most part, a lot of Bob Marley stuff is gonna kind of bring you down. Certainly, yeah, like situations. certainly that greatest that greatest hit CD that yeah. everybody's had at some point. Yeah, right. that's like a lot of slow songs. Right, and so a lot of coaches like this is there's beef because of this at our gyms because our coach he plays stuff that no one else wants. Everyone else wants to put, just put on bad rap or rap in general yeah. or just you know some garbage trash top 40 you know what i mean and yeah it's so like he'll put on spanish and that'll be the music that some of the latin coaches some of the spanish coaches will be okay with like they'll hate him for everything else but once he puts on the spanish they just like kind of look like mm, and my parents did used to play that for me so like they'll it's almost like they they won't get too mad at the the, the Latin. So it'll be he, he likes playing Tito Puente, Celia Cruz. Um, uh, I'm not I'm not sure. I, I, it's hard for me to like think of a lot of the names, but um, you know, probably not probably not Julio Iglesias. Probably no, definitely not, definitely oh, okay. not. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, the old school, the '70s stuff, the '60s. Um, you know, just that 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 good because it does have like with the congas, it brings in kind of that fighter rhythm, like that warrior rhythm. You know, yeah. and it's it's fast enough. There's enough different patterns going on so that you can come up with different kind of ways to move. Um, and anyways, like yeah, so that that's the that's my spiel about the the boxing gym is that the Spanish music was the gap. That's bridging the gap right there. You know. They yeah, couldn't. but I had yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way. That yeah, if you if you fight, if you have a certain rhythm that you're fighting, it would make it easier to sort of if you're if you're fighting somebody to just like tap into that rhythm and be able to anticipate what they're going to do next. Yeah, I've so, heard yeah, that, that a lot sense. from like especially like young guys who that's what they do. They train to rap. They when they're running, they're listening to rap. They they have rap songs in their head, and so they're just they're they're it's a real such a simple rhythm. And there's nothing yeah. to it. And so then they get in the ring and they try to fight and nothing they're doing is working because the other guy hasn't timed perfectly, you know? Yeah. And oh, just there's the thought of like I mean, I love hip hop, but like, yeah, the thought of like only listening to hip hop is just oh God, no. It's it seems it. impossible at this point, right? Like like you know way too much to go back. Yeah, no. I mean I just I mean, it's cool in the mix and like, you know, I mean, I was listening to Smith and Weston before we started this, but like, if you told me that like, yeah, but like, if you told me I love Duck Down, but like, if you told me, oh, you got to listen to Duck Down for a month straight, I'd be like, no, no, oh, no, no I wouldn't not, do that. Can't too. do it. That's a tough one. Can't move. happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's great in the mix. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Back to Willie. Yeah. All right. So. I it's like you know there's something about this album where it sort of has like almost that lounge jazz thing which mm-hmm. I I mean I remember um that's the word I was looking for lounge that's perfect yeah, yeah. okay I'm sorry yeah sorry. because because like you could uh, I actually have ended up buying a lot of lounge jazz albums just because it's in really? um because I just remember when I used to go to like the Poconos when I was a teenager I would just sort of find a lot of those um lounge like you know 50s 60s lounge jazz albums i think it was like a whole genre where it was like people would like that was like they would make cocktails and um they would make cocktails listening to lounge jazz music and like you know screw each other's wife key party kind of a thing and uh they but they they tended to have like cool covers 
so I bought like a lot of those albums, but like most most of them are shit. There's a million of them, but uh, this is like a high. I mean, I think when it does get into like the lounge jazz thing, this album it's like high level. Yeah, lounge jazz. Yeah, I, I um, I like you said it. Like, yeah, that the lounge. That's that's a perfect way to say it. Like, I was trying to come up with it all week. Like, what is this? It's that's what it is. That's it's it's just chill lounge Latin. Um, you can kind of just. Right, like you can kind of just chill and have it playing in the background to almost any activity. Yeah, I like, like I was, I was thinking this is like a really good album if you, you know, if you're, I mean, the holidays are coming up, and you know, if you have and you have the, you have your family there, it's hard to play music that everyone would like. I, this this album, I think, would would could fulfill that. It would. I don't I think, think it, it gets would, anyone mad at all. Yeah. Like you'd feel like a dick to even try to say you didn't like it. Like it would be very bomb because it's like so agreeable and so, and it's like, yeah, it doesn't take any big risk, but it's just like really good musicians playing music and all the songs are short. They don't, you know, they don't get crazy with it. The one song they do, they do one song they do kind of get crazy, which I mean is, I, you know, I love this song. Probably one of my favorite songs ever is, uh, Fried neck neck bones and some home fries. Mm. Do you know which one that one is? Wait, say it again. Fried neck bones and some home fries. Oh, jeez. You know what? I doubt you're gonna make me on. I got. I got. <laughs> I, I have. Put it on I, the record. I no 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 no. I didn't get that on my download. Ah oh, man. Okay. So I have like Boogaloo and Room 802 come a little bit closer. Going out of my head, I remember Clifford, Rescue Me, and Michelle. Michelle by the Beatles. So I'm missing a lot, I'm assuming, right? Uh, Yeah, that sounds like a problem. Yeah, and I have a whole bunch of others that I'm assuming were the Spanish Grease album. Uh, Yeah, so let me just put on... So you didn't hear this. Nah. Oh. <laughs> I like how you crashed it. <laughs> oh, that is tragic. See, this is another problem when you don't <laughs> listen to records. Yeah, I don't have I don't have the space for that. I don't have this space. I but know. listen, listen. Can I bring? Can I bring up something about some another? Point All right. About Latin hold music? on, hold on. Because I don't care if you didn't listen to it. Uh, yeah. I have to say, so, so there's this song, and then there's. Uh, do you know the specials, Ghost Town? No. I mean, do you? I know you've heard it because I must have put it on like a million mix CDs. It's this one. Can you hear that? Um, not really. Play louder. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I've heard that. I've heard that. So yeah, I just—that uh, was just the only thing I was gonna say was I think the specials kind of ripped off fried uh, neck bones and some home fries. I mean, not ripped uh, off, but yeah, very, very influenced by it. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, that's a good catch. I so yeah. so I I wanted to um, did you hear about his son, Willie Bobo's son, Eric? No, what happened with Eric? 
Well, he he apparently he had a pretty interesting career also. Like he was playing since he was five years old, and I just thought it was interesting. Like he he worked with the Beastie Boys. Like he would do their live performances, and whenever like there would be an opportunity on a song to like add congas, he would do that. Not to anyone. Oh, okay. Like he knew he he knew which ones to add it to and which ones not to. Um, yeah. But um, he what he, his his biggest uh, I guess claim to fame is that he worked with Cypress Hill, and so he became like him and uh, um, uh, one of these uh, DJs. They kind of became the what, what was their name? They had a, they had like a special name, and they were like a separate part of Cypress Hill's group, like when they would perform live. So it'd be like the DJ and and Eric Bobo on the congas kind of go like they would battle like kind of going back and forth like how djs battle each other but it was like conga versus versus scratching you know and, oh okay um, and and like i listened to it. it it was pretty cool like it had some interesting stuff you know um, did they have an album or is it just like they did this live no no like they have like uh stuff on youtube he's been featured in some songs but he's not i don't think they did an album i didn't see that oh, okay and I think there's a Beastie Boys. Now that you mention, I think there's a Beastie Boys song that's called Bobo's Lament. I that think. could be it. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's he like could be on it. Yeah, that's like check your head. Uh, yeah. I mean, he yeah, was, he was working with them in the '80s, so it's it's very possible. All right. Uh, yeah, I didn't. So I, I didn't know that. I just wanted to add that, like, like you know, he came from royalty, basically. Like Willie Bobo is this. Uh, highly acclaimed percussionist. I mean, he. Uh, do you know who he's worked with? Like who, who, who? He, what albums he was featured on? So we're just talking about Eric Bobo at this point. I'm talking about Willie. Willie. Oh, right Willie. Now with, he, yeah, he's he's worked with like Miles Davis, uh, Nat Adderley, um, uh, 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 Herbie Hancock, and the Dorothy Ash Ashby, who actually we had. Uh, one of her songs as our intros to uh, oh, yeah. a recent episode. Afro Park, Afro Harping, the album. Afro which Harping. I just like ordered that on Wax like two days ago. It's dope. Yeah. All right. That's very good. Very good. All very right. good stuff. All right. So basically, you kind of didn't talk. You listened to some of the I tracks. I thought it was. Album. I mean, I, it, honestly, I. I mean, I. I, I, I mean, I guess it. I should. I guess I should have put check the file before I sent it to you, but um, I didn't. So I guess that's kind of my fault. But uh, so uh, so I mean, I listened to Spanish Greece and some of Uno Dos Trace. Like I did get some of it in, but I, okay, I didn't. I didn't get the whole album feel. So that's my bad. Like I, you know, I should. I should have done the research. All right, um, so wrapping up, what was your overall impression of this album, and how did it, how like how were you listening to it? So I mean, for the most part, I would listen um, um, while driving. It's a, it's a, uh, it's an excellent driving album, and I listened to it uh, taking the train, the subway home from work uh, on some decent headphones. I, I like it, you know. It's 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 just a overall i mean I've, honestly i didn't get the album album but yeah willie bobo's work willie bobo's work is very impressive okay how, how did the uh the official baby of the podcast get into it or 
She uh, was asleep whenever it was on in the car. I I couldn't get a reaction. Couldn't tell you oh, a okay. positive or a negative. Oh, okay. What about you? So, what? How were you? Uh, well, you were listening on wax. Any any other way? Uh, yeah. I mean, I tried listening to the car once. I didn't particularly like it. It was like all sort no? of like too. Yeah. Um, okay. Why is that? I don't know. It's just you know because it's all it's all sort. Of, I don't know. When I'm in the car, I like I like it to sort of bounce from like one extreme to the other. So yeah, I'm not that into like listening to albums in the car. So okay. Uh, so, but I mean, any anytime I would have it on, I would always just, you know, I would always at least play a few of the songs. I mean, I would always play Rescue Me and Michelle. Uh, those are great. And uh, then uh, Fried uh, Neck Bone and some Home Fries, which okay. is, uh, yeah. And uh, also, like, the only reason I got into this album is because um, the two of the songs but most importantly fried neck bones and some whole fries are, are in the movie uh very bad things did you ever see that movie yeah uh yeah Good it's one. in that it's in that movie so oh, then okay. that, so yeah i remember like looking you know having to like and this is like before i think i saw that like that was like before really i had like the internet and i remember like what having to like watch the the movie credits to try to figure mm-hmm. out which you know who the song was and then you know I think I had the CD and then I went and got the album. Right. So, yeah. All right. So that's it. That's cool. All right. So, Willie Bobo, what, 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 give me your overall. Uh, I mean, I would say it's a very good album with a few great songs. Okay. I agree. Uh, so, I agree. Yeah. I did. I did. Honestly, I have to be in the mood. Like, I have to be in a very, like, uh, kind of generous mood because there's a lot of moments where i'm not gonna want to hear like i'm gonna want to hear something with words or something a little more up or a little more down this is well it's it's very it's very it's very good natured music so i think you have to like come to it with a like a good nature or it's yeah 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 if you're yeah, if you're if you're having like this is not a cynical album. So if you're like if no. you're like if if you're feeling cynical and you try to listen to this, you're just gonna be Don't like, to it. Uh, look, <laughs> look at these earnest <laughs> bastards. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. It's not gonna work. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So, so do you have any recommendations? I thought we were gonna do the cliffhanger first. We have a cliffhanger. Our three listeners, mm, they probably they're that's they, right. They've been waiting. They don't know. The answer to is modern country music racist? I mean, I say it's racist, so obviously that is the answer. But you told me that you listened to like yeah, I listened five modern country songs. So I did, I did. Is, so did you find them to be inherently racist? I, I, it's listen. It to me, it sounds the exact same as anything else you hear on the radio now. That's top forty. I really, I really don't see any difference. It's just, it's the same beat, even as like a lot of these pop songs, and they just slow, slow it down. It's all terrible lyrics. It's all terrible um, musicality. It's just overproduced crap. It's horrible. But I don't think it's racist necessarily. I think it's just their own crappy version of. And I, you know, I like Marty Robbins. I like some of the old stuff. You know, yeah. Um, um, Patsy Cline, Marty Robbins, Johnny Cash. That's as good as it gets for me. 
Yeah, I mean, I like out there. I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll do. I like, you know, Hank Williams. I like Jimmy Wakely. I like uh, Tom T. Hall. Um, I like Johnny Cash. I mean, uh, Loretta Lynn. I actually recently got a Dolly Parton album, Thrift Store. I really liked. uh, I really liked that. Um, Okay. But did you hear the Jolene version that was slowed down? Like they slowed down the the record. When they were playing Jolene by um, Dolly Parton. Do you hear that? Who, I sent who it did? to you. Oh, I didn't. Just some person. Just oh. some person slowed the record down and I sent you the YouTube clip. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember you sending it to me. I did not I did not watch it. But I, I will watch it. it. It sounded cool. To me, honestly, it's, it's like the same song that the White Stripes did when they redid Jolene. It's like that yeah. tempo, you know? Yeah. I thought it sounded cool. All right, but... So uh, my my Not thing racist. is my thing Not is racist. like like old like old country music. It, at least you could hear the influence of you know blues music and other people. I just feel like modern country it very vigorously denies that, and I think very vigorously is uh, you know non rhythmic and uh, doesn't. Uh, I don't know. I I just I I just. I don't. I can't fully explain why it's racist, but I know it's racist. It bothers you. It just bothers you. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna make country music and not make it in a way that uh, is honest to the form, and I think being honest to the form is including that blues influence, then yeah, it's but sort if, of racist. But if if you're going off of that mentality, you can say that about any crappy music that's made now i know but like any any ignoring i know but like any of this came from that that used this and that yeah but like country and blues that's like they're like it's it's they're they're like together it's like separating the two like there are pop songs i like and it's just they exist in just a pop song world i don't think it necessarily makes them racist yeah but everything everything comes from the blues as far as american music goes like modern music goes it all comes from the blues so any kind of music that's ignoring those roots you could say that about you know what i mean like everything yeah but grows it either listen things evolve or they devolve you know and with music these days a lot of what you're hearing rap included country included it's devolved you understand yeah i can see that so, so like, there's no evolution with a lot of music types these days. It's, it, you know, like, the music industry is at this place where they're struggling to figure out how to make money. So anytime you get some sort of trend, that's who they're giving money to, is the people who are just going to do that trend for these companies. You know? Yeah. That's what yeah. I think. I, I, I think, w- like, we're way past a purist kind of... Uh, mentality when it comes to making music there's going to be some guys who are breaking the mold and they're going to try and do it themselves but it's hard it's hard and it's hard to find those guys you know you really have to like dig for it you know so whatever we're hearing on the radio it's that's because they're putting money in these people's pockets that's all it is to it you know what i mean yeah the the country shit like those guys aren't racist necessarily who are making the music they're just trying, like, they have a somewhat okay voice for country. Probably they know country because their parents played it for them. So they, they want to do that. And I mean, not, I don't not I, I don't think that they're making the music with a conscious thought of, oh, I'm, I'm 
this is racist and like i don't think that that's like consciously no i know what you uh, mean their, their thought i, I know what you mean i you're think saying, that, that you're, you're saying the lack of Go ahead, go ahead. I think that like subconsciously like wanting to not have those influences in the music is a way of just not wanting to deal with it. And it's a way of just being like, oh, you know, you want to relax. You don't have to want to think about, you know, uh, people other than white people and their music. Let's just have this completely, you know, white music because it's more relaxing and it's just, you know, oh, it's for us kind of a yeah. thing. I don't know. You know, you you could listen. You could be onto something, um, I, and I don't. I like. I don't necessarily disagree with you. Like it does sound incredibly white, but um, it's. I don't think it's racist. It's just. It's just record. It's just how record companies are. You know, and and these guys are. The, we're only hearing like we're not hearing the most talented people. We're not hearing the best songwriters these guys are awful or whoever's writing it for them it's just it's terrible so we're not getting the cream of the crop like there could be some amazing marty robbins or like loretta lynn like who we just we won't know we never we won't hear them yeah uh, that's not who, who that's not who they want to play all right let's do some recommendations how about that uh, get away from this awful. Yes, they get away from the from the modern. yeah the oppressively Caucasian music. All right, so yeah, uh, yeah. I I had one recommendation. I list. I got um, uh, like a deluxe. I really like those deluxe CD editions of uh, of things. And I got the deluxe CD edition of um, a New Order album. I think it's Lies, Corruption, and something else. Um, oh, and. Uh, there, I mean, overall, I didn't to- totally get into the album, but there was one song called The Age of Consent, which I just think it's great. And, uh, you know, New Order, I basically, you know, just got into, like, their greatest hits. Um, okay. Uh, and, you know, this should have been on their greatest hits. Great song, The Age of Consent. And uh, I'll, we'll post a link. Do you have any recommendations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you know, back to the blues and everything. Um I was checking out. I was going back on on Fat Possum on their record label because they they have these really interesting blues artists. Like a lot of them, they don't do blues in the typical like way. Like they have their own unique kind of rhythms. And so I was getting into this guy named Ag Payton. I, I'm not exactly sure if that's how you say his name. It's A S. I E. I think that's Asian. Asian Peyton. I mean, and yeah, I, I I think I've always referred to him as um. I, I think I've always in my head thought Ashy Peyton, but yeah, that actually might not Ashy be. Ashy Peyton would. Yeah, that sounds better. Uh, but uh, yeah, that so, might that sounds wrong too. So I'm not sure. Yeah, then you get into a whole Ashy Larry kind of realm. Yeah. So and, yeah, we probably we should probably check that out. But um. But yeah. I'm gonna go with Asy. A.G. Payton, Back to the Bridge. Okay. Dope song. Was that... Awesome song. Did you hear that on one of his albums, or was that on one of those Fat Possum no, compilations? I mean, I first, I, yeah, it was, it was on a... a, a, a uh, not That Same Old Blues Crap, I think. Not That Same Old Blues Crap, number two. The, oh, okay. the second album. That's where I first heard it, and that made me want to listen, listen to his... Uh, his his whole albums which it still has some good songs on it like you know i like him because he has a different rhythm like junior kimbrough 
RL Burnside, they have their own rhythms. Um, AG Payton has his own rhythm. It doesn't maintain throughout the whole album. Like sometimes he does the same. He does do the same old blues crap. It's, I don't. I don't want to call it crap, but it, well, that's, it's that's that the same name of the compilation. Of like Muddy Waters kind of rhythm. Yeah. Huh? I mean, that's the name yeah, of the compilation. You're not. You're not like calling yeah. it that. Right. 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 But I, I just mean like the same kind of like that Muddy Waters kind of um, blues. Uh, 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 like it goes from A to B and then doesn't go too too far after that. You know, like it's just it's a very simple formula. Yeah. Um, Ag Payton at his best to me is like uh, Junior Kimbrough because he has his own unique flavor. And um, I mean, it's been it's it's been a yeah, but it's been a while since I listened to it. But like Ag Ag Payton is um he has a lot sort of smoother delivery and voice than uh, Junior Kimbrough, right? Um. Well, he has a rough voice. Yeah, but but you're you're talking about just the vibe of the song. Or yeah, like it's like well well Ashy Payton's voice is like in a lower register. I mean Junior Kimbrough's sort of like more rougher and sort of over the top. If yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. No, that's that, that's accurate. But I I mean I I like Ag Payton on Back to the Bridge, and there's another song like Thousand Years More, or Hundred Years More, or Thousand Years More. And and um, to me, those are his two best songs. And he, um, it, it's just like when he starts singing, I'm like, oh shoot, he could go anywhere. Yeah. Like it's not like like if, for me, like a lot of blues songs, they kind of keep you confined. You your voice can't go too much in one direction or another, and you you have to kind of stay within a certain rhythm. He could kind of do whatever he wants when he's at his best. He's that unique. Like that's how Junior Kimbrough is to me too. Um, so, I, I, there's a few guys in Fat Possum who who uh, who kind of who who are kind of like that. Um, but um, yeah, it, it, I, I like Back to the Rich. That's a good song. All right. So I think that covers it. Yeah. Do you have uh, anything else to say? Uh no. All right. Uh, yeah. The only other thing I got to got say it. is uh, fuck fart Kavanaugh, and uh, that's about it. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's 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 wrap this up. Then. All right. And so let's end this on three, two, one. Right.